Well, hello and welcome to our newest episode of Theology for You. Thank you guys for listening. We're glad uh, glad you're listening. I'm glad you're listening, encouraged uh, by you listening. Um, I'm going to take a few moments and just talk about uh, some things we're going to do uh, next year with Theology for You. Uh, hoping to expand some things, uh, continue uh, with the podcast with I wouldn't want anybody to be disappointed if we quit the podcast. I know that would be uh, devastating to um, about two people. So (laughs) we won't we won't do that. Uh, Just want to talk about some one thing in particular that I'm looking forward to and excited uh, that we're going to do next year. Uh, Not only with our weekenders starting next year, first one coming up in January, a little over a month and a half away. Um, uh, looking forward to that in January 29th and 30th, um, launching that next year, but also launching what we're just going to call theology for worship pastors. And this idea has kind of, uh, morphed and transformed from an, an original idea I had, uh, talking with, uh, Victoria through about the idea and talking through the idea. Um, she's with Nora right now doing a great job uh, with Nora she'll be back with us soon in fact maybe even next episode but um, an original idea I had to um, offer a a service for pastors and we may even do this uh, later down the road but that plan was a a a bit big and ambitious for where we are right now and the manpower that we have and the help so we didn't want to go crazy uh by doing anything uh doing doing too much and it would just have extended too far but as uh, we kept talking uh we came up with the idea of theology for uh worship pastors over the past um many months numerous months i've been asking the question of myself and and praying and talking to uh trusted people in uh, my own life, and just asking the question, why? Why has God given me musical ability and talent? And I use both of those words loosely, since many of you heard me uh, sing and play on our last episode. But why has God given me musical talent and ability and placed me in um, a position at my church where I am the worship pastor? Why has he given me those talents and abilities, but also given me a theological mind? I love studying theology. I love uh, reading about theology. I love looking at a text um, in scripture and just seeing uh, the theology that it teaches and how that theology applies to my life. Um, I just, I, I love doing things like that the the i love to read in general but the the majority of my reading is theological i just i just read a lot of theology i love thinking through theology talking about theology um so i've been i've been asking that question of myself why why has god given me a theological mind but given me uh, musical talent and ability i think first and foremost he's done that so that i can serve my church um, I, at my church, this is 
a little unusual in in some ways. I I plan the majority of the service. I I do it um, with some connection to the pastor, uh, my pastor. But honestly, I I, I plan the whole service um, from our our scripture readings, our call to worship, uh, the songs that we sing, um, the benediction. Um, the verse verses we use for our we do a public uh, confession of sin. The verses we use for that, um, I plan I plan all of that, um, as well as you know the the music how it's how it's arranged, um, and that's a I'm learning. And it took me a while to learn this. I'm learning that that's a big deal. That's a big 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 deal um if i'm not careful about the songs that i select and what the songs are teaching um could potentially send mixed signals could have bad theology in them so um i i analyze the analyze the songs that we that we sing to make sure that they teach good doctrine that they're theologically sound uh that they stir the mind and the heart uh, to know God and to love God more, I take uh, seriously that God, when He says in Isaiah that when His word is proclaimed, uh, that it will not come back empty or void; that it will do uh, what He uh, purposes His word to do. So that's why our our church has a lot of scripture in it. We have four different scripture readings on top of uh, uh, our uh, public confession of sin comes from scripture. Uh, we have an assurance of pardon that comes from scripture. Um, every week we have a benediction. Oftentimes the benediction is straight from scripture. Um, other times just use a, a more generic one. Um, but I also want to make sure that the songs that we sing, since God has made that promise, that the songs that we sing contain the truth that we find in his word. Um, I also take seriously that as we behold the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, that the Holy Spirit will do his work of transformation, of sanctification. Second um, Corinthians 3, starting in verse 18, And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So as we behold the glory of the Lord were transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. So what Paul is saying is that as we behold God's glory in the face of Jesus Christ, and we see that in verse six for God or of chapter four, verse six, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So when we behold God's glory in Christ, we are transformed into the same image. I think that's the image of Christ from one degree of glory to another. I think this is just sanctification, the Christian life. So as we behold God's glory in Christ, the Holy Spirit does his work of sanctification to make us more like Jesus. So as a worship pastor, I want to make sure that people see God in the songs, in our call to worship, in our scripture readings. I want to make sure that uh, they understand that they're there to participate 
in worship, not just to be spectators, um, that all of our worship service is a, just that is a, it's a worship service. So as we, as we confess our sin, as we listen to scripture being read, as we listen to the sermon, all of that is worship. We're all, we're participating in every part of the service in one way or another. And, um, I think that's so important. So that's that that's what I do. That's what what I the role I have at my church as the worship pastor. Um and with that in mind, I want to encourage other worship pastors cuz um I know the challenges um oftentimes that we can we can face. I know oftentimes that churches can look at the uh, the guy who does the music as just the the music guy, uh, he's really good at playing music. He's got a really good voice. The congregation sings well with him, so he's he's just the music dude, you know. Um, but he's so much more than that. Um, so I want to encourage those who are worship pastors uh, to uh, one view their role very seriously that it's not just about music but in in many ways we're shepherding people's hearts throughout the service and you may just plan your the songs um as a worship pastor um but through that singing through what the words are conveying the truths that are in those songs you're shepherding people's hearts and their and their lives and we want to make sure that we pick uh, theologically sound songs songs that are faithful to uh, scripture, songs that will encourage us to um, think more deeply about the gospel, to feel more deeply about the gospel and what God has accomplished for us through Christ. Um, so I want it to be an, an encouragement so that you view your role as a worship pastor, um, both as um, being serious, but also being so important in the life of the church um music has a wonderful power uh like nothing else else does and and we also music is very um easy to to remember um i can remember songs that i sang in in sunday school and i'm 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 30 i still remember those songs so we want to make sure that these songs that we sing are just so full of truth because people are going to remember them. And um, second, I want us to see that the the music is not just a a precursor to the sermon, although the music should work towards um, preparing the congregation to listen to God's word being preached. But that um, the songs we sing should teach us about the gospel. Every part of our worship service should be teaching something about the gospel every every part of it um especially with our music something it needs to teach people about the gospel because we need to be realistic and i don't like saying this but not everybody gets the same thing out of the sermon not everybody pays attention to the sermon people check out during the sermon so we want to make sure that while we are in front of the congregation leading them in worship of God through song, that the songs that we sing are just full full of truth. And three, um, 
I hope that by doing this, I can I can share some of the lessons that I've learned and some of the mistakes that I've learned. And I think the biggest mistake that I've made is how I view uh, music in the church, how I um, viewed my role um, as being the worship leader, worship pastor, song leader, music minister, whatever term you throw on it. I think they're all the same. Um, so I hope you can just learn and I'll, I'll share more of that through, uh, throughout 2016, but I hope that I can encourage you, um, in those areas. So here's, here's what we're going to do. Pretty, pretty simple plan. Not going to do a whole lot. Uh, we want to keep, um, having different, different voices on that's not necessarily for different perspective, but it's always good to hear a, a, di a different voice and to uh, read uh, the words from someone different. So uh, what I hope to do in 2016 is just do one blog post a month. It'll be a pretty good uh, blog post. It's not going to be some 200 word blog post. It's not really worth reading. Um, but what I hope to do is just maybe offer uh, offer some practical tips about uh, leading uh, the service, leading uh, worship offer uh, different songs throughout the year that might fit with different theological topics. Um, I think that's always a struggle is what songs fit with what. Um, I know a few weeks ago, I it's the Christmas season, so I, I really, really, really throughout the week just um, I knew just thinking about the service and the, and the sermon and the, the passage that the sermon was from that I should do um, a song that we do called Jesus Thank You by Sovereign Grace after the sermon. Um, but I, I really just, I didn't, I, I didn't want to. It's, it's Christmas time, right? We need to do Christmas music. So I plan to do um, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And uh, once the sermon started, I knew it was, I just knew it was the wrong pick. So I ended up uh, switching it, you know. So it's, um, I just want to offer some help with what what songs might fit where you know what which theological topics what scripture passages uh could they go with then just offer you know encouragements that you need to be a theologian uh we should be singing uh theologian i think theologians i think it was uh i know it was j.i packer that said um any theology that cannot be sung is at a fundamental level, flawed theology. Uh, we should be able to study theology and sing. Uh, th theology always comes uh, before doxology. Biblical theology will lead to biblical doxology, will lead to biblical worship. Um, I just want to challenge you throughout the year in those areas. I'd probably do some posts just on theological doctrines and how um, they should go uh, cause us to respond in worship of our our great god and and savior then once a quarter i want to do just an episode for worship pastors um, i'd like to get some input from some of you all on what you would like to hear from those so one, once a quarter we'll do a podcast episode specifically for worship pastors now when we do those episodes you might think well i'm not a worship pastor so i don't know if i'm really going to get, listen to that i think it's important um, also, if you're not a worship pastor, if you would read some of this stuff that we put on the blogs, if you'd continue to listen to those episodes that we do, 
because as a member of your church, I think it's important for you to know as well what your worship pastor does and what he should be doing and what his role is. Um, worship, corporate worship, is not just about the worship pastor and the worship team getting up and playing a bunch of good sounding songs. Uh, you should be participating as well. Paul says in Ephesians um, 5, uh, 18, kind of starting towards the end, he says, But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, um, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Addressing one another. So, I think it's important that you have the understanding that worship is corporate. So listen to these things because when you sing at church, you're singing to encourage one another. You're addressing one another. You're admonishing one another. Um, you're giving thanks to God the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ together. Um, so you may not be a worship pastor. You might be a pastor. You might just you you might be a member of a church you're not just a member of a church that's very important um but listen and give feedback and soak up uh maybe these could be things that you could point your worship pastor to i hope these will be an encouragement to him so i am excited about this uh some more focus coming on to it we'll start up in in january theology for uh, worship pastors if you are a worship pastor feel free to leave us a comment uh, on our either on our facebook page or on our uh, website we'd love to hear things that we can we can help you with things that um, are concerning to you uh, resources that might help you uh, so just let us know but until then we will see you guys next week or you'll you'll hear us next week have a good week